We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Most valuable player, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis trailing the lob. Oh. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Two seconds. Middleton. Yes! Chris Middleton. Nice jumper. Got it. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Hey there. Welcome to the Eurostep Podcast Network post game two of the NBA Finals. Bucks lost again. Uh, I'm Ty Windish, the Eurostep podcast, joined by Adam McGee of the Win and Six podcast, Rohan Kadi of the Eurostep podcast. Bucks lost 118 to 108 to the Phoenix Suns. Last time we weren't disheartened, we were frustrated. This time I think we're mad. Uh, we're going to get into it, of course. Uh, we showed up for this. Not all the Bucks showed up to the game tonight, unfortunately. Rohan, Adam, how's it going? Being better. better. Oh, wow. <laughs> Look at that. Synergy. Synergy. Hey, at least, at least something Bucks related as chemistry. Yeah, look, when you do pre-game and post-game podcasts, now this is what happens. Let's do that from the start before we get into all the important stuff. Pre-game on YouTube again today. If you haven't already, go subscribe. Eurostep podcast on YouTube, and you'll get our live videos. And yeah, and what you can watch the the recordings too if you haven't seen them. I mean, it's not. I don't think they get. I don't think they get that outdated. So if you, I know a lot of people say, I wish there was more video. Check out the YouTube. Subscribe. Get your friends to subscribe. If you want more video, support the. Go videos, on other folks. people's devices. Take their phones and then go subscribe on them. How many Google accounts do you have? You can subscribe from all of them. Goose the numbers a little bit. You know you have fake emails. Everyone. Everyone does. Everyone free trials. We all we've all been there. Okay, we have a lot to complain about. Rant whatever. I want to start with Giannis. We yeah. never do this. Yep. I don't care that it was a loss, all for naught. For me, this is a legacy game tonight from Giannis Antetokounmpo. 42 points, 12 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 steal, 3 blocks, 15 for 22 from the field, 18 for, or excuse me, 11 for 18 from free throw, 1 for 5 from 3. Usually would be more upset about that, but A, he was tremendous at everything else. B, he's playing on one leg, coming back off what looked like a catastrophic injury. If he wants to take a couple possessions off by shooting the three, not going to be that upset. But Giannis was terrific all night, set, I believe, an NBA Finals record for quarter scoring in the third quarter. 
in the was, last, uh, he scored the most in a quarter since Michael Jordan in 1993. Oh, 25 where he had years. 22. 25 years. Gotcha. Yeah, Jordan had 22 in the 93 finals in a quarter. So most did, since Jordan. Did Giannis have 20 in the third? That's yes. right. Incredible performance uh, from Giannis. And really just, it was the way he was scoring in different ways. I mean, I thought there were times when he was gassed, he was drawing fouls on purpose and making some free throws. He the fadeaway looked good. He was getting to the rim, of course. Like this just felt to me, and it, it didn't feel to me. It was a guy leaving it all on the line, doing every possible thing. We could not have hoped for a performance this good this time last week. I mean, it was just incredible. It was. We talked a little bit about this before we started recording, but that was the best game of Giannis's career, given the context, given his production. It's just, it's incredible. Like you mentioned, Ty, coming off a catastrophic, what we thought was a catastrophic knee injury, and he's coming back a week later, dropping It's amazing that you had to do that. Just, it's, it's worth reflecting for a minute that you start yourself saying a catastrophic injury because it was, like for any other mortal. <laughs> it should have been a it catastrophic. Felt catastrophic. <laughs> it felt catastrophic. How about that? The vibes were catastrophic. Yes, yes exactly. And we had reason to believe that. And no, a week later, a little over a week later, I should say, he's dropping 42 in the NBA Finals and just leaving it all out there, making, uh, setting records uh, for points in a quarter not seen since Michael Jordan. The only people he's, you know, beating are Kobe Bryant and LeBron James. This is, this is Giannis in the NBA Finals. This is an all-time great player playing in the NBA Finals on the biggest stage in the biggest moment. Like you said, Ty, leaving it all out there on the court. He's doing everything he possibly could to get his team into this game. And we started with this because we need to. We have to remember this moment. We talked a lot before we uh, started this series. This is probably one of the greatest moments we're ever going to see in our lifetimes is the Bucks in this final stage. And Giannis is showing up. He's showing up. He's putting up legendary performances on one leg. It's just, it's astounding to see. It's awe-inspiring. It's just greatness. He's an all-time great, and we're seeing why. And uh, they lost the game. They lost the game. And I don't know if either of you felt this way. I'm getting the feeling maybe not. But I actually found myself able to enjoy the experience of what Yanis was doing in spite of the other stuff that was making me mad. Because... Like particularly to to start the third quarter when I think he had thirteen straight points for the books, and he's just really kind of ratcheting up the level, and you're seeing okay the Suns just have no answers and it's attack it's attack it's attack. I think my favorite Giannis play of all time might have been when he saw uh, Mikael Bridges and he just kept like gesturing to Drew, give me the ball, give me the ball, and he went and he just like chewed him up. That's like, this was a Shaq-like performance, and that was the definition of fried chicken, you know? And <laughs> that hasn't been Giannis over the years. It hasn't been Giannis. And we spent a lot of time talking about, you know, there's so much that's just there and easy for him that he doesn't necessarily take advantage, that the books don't necessarily always put him in position to take advantage of. I think generally they did a good job of setting him up to go to work tonight, and he did absolutely everything he could to fully capitalize on that a true, true performance for the ages. And there's a lot of negative stuff we're going to get into here, but this is also on top of just, you know, we need to remember this for how special it was for Giannis. This is the series is going back to Milwaukee. You need to win two home games. 
if you want to have any hope of doing that, you look at what Giannis did in this game and you say, with that guy, anything is possible. You'll have a chance anytime you step on the floor. You just need someone to help him. So they have the best player in the series. Yeah, they do. That's clear. Hands down. Like, Hands down. In, in game and he's one, on one can... leg and he's still exactly. the best player in the series. Exactly. The two other great players. Yes, Pat Thompson and Brooke Lopez. I think Adam meant like on it. the other team, but. Um, <laughs> oh, that's true. The I, other, I did mean that, but I, I like where Rohan's going with that. The, the other that qualifier out. on Giannis's game that I left out because I didn't want to spoil it too early on one leg with no help. And that was the story of the game. Um, I enjoyed Giannis's performance for most of the third, but then late in the third, when I realized and tweeted it, that he had more points in the quarter than Drew or Drew and Chris had combined in the game to that point is when I started to get just mad, pissed off. And then in the fourth quarter, it just got worse because, I mean, that some more points from those guys trickled in, not nearly enough. Just I, I still don't know how Giannis got 42 with no other threats on the Bucks to be accounted for the entire game. The Suns literally just were like getting picked apart by this guy. And they like you, they, they couldn't do anything. It was terrific. It was an all time performance from Giannis. Any modicum of solid play from Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton, the Bucks win this game. This was such a winnable game, even more so than game one, I think, where you can argue about maybe this tweak swings it, maybe that tweak swings it. This game was there for the taking, and the Bucks had Pat Connaughton taking all the clutch shots because he was the only one who anyone thought could hit a shot. I mean, Drew starting off, and at least he was aggressive, 7 for 21 from the field, 17 points, 7 assists. It looks better than it was. I think there was some late padding there. Giannis took one more shot than Drew Holiday and outscored him by 25 points. That's just (laughs) – you have to make layups. Like, I don't even know what to say. Make layups, please. How? Just if just put it in. Like I just it's infuriating. Like I don't know. There's no analysis. Like, make the shots. I didn't think his shot selection was that bad in this game. He just didn't make any. Like, I, I don't know where you go from here. I, I don't know what film you show. Do you maybe show him making the shots and just go, maybe try this? I don't know. I just I felt like I was I was just upset watching it. I was just like, I can't believe he has to deal with this. And at this stage. Both of these guys doing this at once again this postseason. It just, I, it's just, I'm upset. I'm very upset. I'm more I'm, upset yeah. because of the way Giannis played. Exactly. Because you it was wasted a such a great game. It was a letdown. They were letting him down in real time. And you could see Giannis, like there was that, he said there was that highlight. Expression. Yeah, exactly. Like he was just like looking around, like, what's going on here? Like, what's, what is happening? Because I'm putting up an all-time performance. And these guys are like, yeah, I'm good. I'll just, you know, I'm just going just gonna to chuck threes in transition when I don't have any rhythm whatsoever. Maybe that'll get me in rhythm. Like, I do think I'm more upset about Chris than Drew. Exactly. That's what I was alluding yeah, to. I know, Chris that I know you were alluding to Chris. I, just, I think it's, yeah. it's, on, it's on both of them, right? And it is, for sure. I, I agree with that. I Chris didn't take the shots. Drew missing shots is not good, but if you can't, if you don't take the shots, you can't make them in the first place. And that's where Chris put them. What bothered me isn't that both guys had a bad game because that really wasn't even the problem. It's that in just a couple of moments where it's like, can you just can you just give Giannis a minute? 
Can you just give Giannis a minute without the wheels falling off here? Can you just keep scoring to keep the momentum? End of the third quarter was one that really bothered me where Giannis hurt himself again. He had to go to the bench for one minute. You're just like, just score. There's real momentum here. The guy, one, needs and deserves just like a minute of a break, but two, he needs to stretch out. At that point, it looked like it was his calf, even more than his knee at that point. That was what he was stretching out over the baseline just before the fourth started. And you're just like, can you just please, please score, get a stop. But if you don't get a stop, score. Don't give up ground here. And they didn't. Drew Holiday went with a terrible left-handed layup. The offense wasn't good to begin with. I mean, I don't know. I, I really, I don't know what you do there. I, I Drew is inconsistent. We talked about this earlier. He's inconsistent. This is what you're going to get. He could come back in game three, he could come back in game four, but you can't expect Giannis to have this game again. So this is a major opportunity gone. And I think beyond that, just generally, if you look at the book's performance, I thought they played pretty well defensively. I know that seems absurd given, you know, the Suns shot 20 of 40 from deep. And there was certainly some bad decisions in there that left guys open in the corners. But I think the books were much better defensively. And in spite of that barrage of trees, the Suns made, they were there in the game. That was because of Giannis, but you just need a little bit more. You said, Ty, you're not sure what film they should watch. You're put it in, though, gave me an idea. They should watch Happy Gilmore because it's just a just tap it in. That's that's literally the book's problem right now. Um, one, because they keep trying to just tap it in, um, as opposed to grabbing the ball, grabbing the ball. PJ had this a couple of times. Brooke is the only person I'll forgive with this because Brooke is, you know, deceptively long. So he is there. He is tall enough to just tap this in. But when PJ Tucker is going up and trying it, it's like, no, just grab the ball and pass out. It's pretty simple. But then on a night like this, if you're to pass out to Chris, if you're to pass out to Drew, what are you going to get? I mean, it's, I tweeted at half time. It's like, if, if this is just what Chris and Drew are giving you, the books can't win this game. And that remained true in spite of Giannis putting in a performance of the ages. And it will remain true from here on out. Like this is, it's a kind of tough spot they're in. They're down 2-0. doesn't mean the series is over by any means. They can. And I really genuinely believe based on what we've seen these two games, they can win game three and game four and get this series tied up and be right there in with a chance. It can't happen though, unless you get at least one of those guys showing up in a real way. And really, you know, it would just be nice to get two of them showing up at like their average level. You don't need like the books aren't here without either of those guys. We know that they've both had incredible moments. They've also been pretty inconsistent throughout the playoffs. It would just be great to get five games from here where you get like play to your regular season averages. Don't need to be more. Chris doesn't need to go and have like 23 point third quarters. That doesn't need to happen. Just play to your average. How about score 23 points in the game on like efficient shooting numbers? Or not efficient. You don't even have to do that. You can can be bad. You can't be awful. Like this is awful. That's like, I get get that they are inconsistent players. I just don't think this is inconsistency. Like this bad. No, but it is tight. It's Honestly, this is the thing that no one... They aren't as good as everyone wants them to be. And that's okay. They're really good players. They're really good players. But they... Uh, 
they can be really good players. No, I, I think they're really good players. You can't try out their whole career's worth of work based on this. But what they aren't is they're not at the truly elite level. This is not something that's news. This is not something that's news. If we're pretending we don't know this, I think we're all lying to ourselves. It still doesn't necessarily mean that the books can't win at all with those two guys who are really, really good, but they're not on an elite level. This is the reason that the dumb narratives exist, where people talk about Giannis not having help and uh, where they talk dumb? about. No, maybe it's not. I mean, maybe eleven points in forty-one minutes in a finals game, like. But how I, it's you know what I mean in terms I know, of how I'm, it's I, 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 you know, I know what Skip you mean. Bayless gets up to talk about it. He's not really. He doesn't necessarily need the ammunition that he now has on a night like tonight. Yeah, it's the ammo's. I mean, I Batman. I haven't seen Batman go down like this since <laughs> the Justice League cartoon when I, I was a Batman kid. Batman go down like this since they tried to go to space and Bruce Wayne's like, what am I supposed to do? But uh, but do you take the point? Like honestly, th- these two guys. Yeah, I just <laughs> decided to skip right on past that for your sake. I can't believe we said no. Never mind. Do you agree? These aren't elite players. You know, they're not. Yes. It's, they're not Chris Paul and Devin Booker. That's you don't have to look further. You look at the the upside of the floor. They're not those two guys. If Giannis had one of those guys, is he better off? Depends on how the books build a roster otherwise, and we know what that can be like. But yeah, there there is a chance. It doesn't mean that you know on their night, Chris and Drew aren't going to give you more than you get from that kind of player. But the, what what separates you know very good from true greats is the ability to show up and do it every night. Those two guys aren't those players. We know that. It doesn't mean they can't get it done. But like this isn't a lesson, I don't think, or this isn't something that has revealed itself about either of those guys, in my opinion. This is what we know, and this is what we've been pretty good with going along with for quite some time, knowing that there's a risk that this can happen, and knowing that the flip side of it is both those two guys are good enough that they could play up to the moment. It just has not happened so far. Now, if they aren't the lead players... You know, if they're glorified role players, role players play better at home. <laughs> That's true. We've seen Chris's uh, numbers at home versus on the road. I mean, this team has just played better at, in general at home compared to on the road. But, like, come on. <laughs> it's just sickening, man. 11 like, points and 41. You, Adam, you mentioned, like, if one of them, if both of them play, like, average one of them needed to play slightly below average or just like generally below average. One of them. This was a winnable game with both of them being an absolute tire fire. Mm -hmm. They just needed like an eight point run from both of them combined at one point and they're, they might win this game. It's just, it's the only reason I bring up both of them, right? Playing to average is because that's, the yardstick, it's because if the Suns have, say, a Pat Connaughton-level role player do what he does tonight, while their top guy has the performance Giannis has tonight, it's a blowout. It's a blowout. So, they, yeah, they could have got away with just one of them showing up. But that in itself is kind of representative of what's wrong and why these kind of games can happen for them. I mean, they did. They got 31 from Booker and they got 27 from Bridges. I was going to say, the Suns kind of did have that. The Suns, I mean, I shouldn't say this when they're up 2-0, but again, with some of the performances we've seen from collective and individual bucks, like, 
I don't know how some of these games are quite as close as they are. Like I, the Bucks are nine of thirty. I feel like they've shot nine of thirty-one from three every single playoff game this entire close, postseason. Close to it, very close to it. The um, Suns have their spells of stalling out offensively. We said this before the series, and they do, but they have Chris Paul and Devin Booker to eventually kind of guide you through that. No, That's and the, the difference. have being like a Chris Paul team is why this was a winnable game. The Bucks went to straight prevent defense on Chris Paul late in the game. Not late, but like middle of the fourth quarter and they went on a run because it's like in late in games when you have Chris Paul on your team if he's not getting the ball the offense stalls out because they're used to giving the ball to Chris Paul at the end that's how you win these games they know the formula they're trying to act on the formula and then as soon as they get all their reagents together and they're sort of like okay let's let's do this let's mix this all together they accidentally start a fire and burn down the entire lap that sounds like a man speaking from experience. Is that on the, Listen, uh, is okay, that on the chart? I have a burn on my forearm and I don't want to explain <laughs> it. <laughs> We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm just... I was going to say I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed, but I'm also mad. You're definitely I'm mad. I'm mad. It's right to be mad. I'm definitely mad. Like- I feel like inconsistent, like, give me 20 on 25 shots. That's inconsistent bad for, I, feel, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I don't know. I don't have data it's in front inc- of me. I think that's inconsistent bad for a player that's a level up. It's like if you can just, you're guaranteeing 20 points a night. Like, I'm, I'm saying this as someone who really, really loves Chris Middleton's game. I really do. I think he's an unbelievably good player. 
good player. I've said this for a long time. Like he is the top tier of guys who will they will make all star games and they will rightfully make all star games. But he is not all NBA, and like he's literally not all NBA. He's had a case for getting close year before last last yep. year. Can't remember year before. Um, but he hasn't got there, and there there is a reason for that, and there is a difference when you separate, you know, what makes a player who makes all NBA and what makes someone just below that. And we are seeing that. Like Chris will go for thirty sometimes, and he'll go for eleven other times. And that's what gives you your 20.5 point average. You know, it's that's the kind of the way it is. And it's really hurting now. I mean, all you can hope is that you get the 30 point game next time. And if you don't, well, it's a wrap. Yeah, I was going to, that's, uh, we talked about this on the pre, the YouTube pregame. It's not a must win game, but it's now the next two are. It's a margin tightening game. And now it's like, I mean, if these two oh, guys we can't think, mess up again. <laughs> I think if these two guys play another game like this, even if it's a Phoenix game from here on, the series just feels over to me. Like it just can't happen. And we'll see. They've responded well in the past. I mean, I think Chris has always had his worst games of series within the first two. But I know they're here. I, I recognize that they're here. This does not seem like a sustainable formula to win a championship where it's like we biff all these advantages and make it way harder than it has to be and throw away winnable games and put ourselves in the corner. Like it's worked that bucks have been a very resilient team this year. At some point, the odds are probably going to bite you on that. And it just feels like going to run out of games. Yeah. Plus. Yeah. That's well, what happens if you, if you don't win the next two, like I, I could sit here and talk about, and I could, that I think they're, there were positives, mostly on the defensive end. Yeah. I think just in terms of looking, projecting forward for the series, obviously there were the individual stuff, Giannis, Pat, a couple of others we can make cases for. Um, you can put Brooke in there. Brooke I definitely thought he was really there, good defensively, honestly. Yeah, yeah, he was. I. It's just, why is he not playing more? Why is he not playing more? Why is he not playing more when he might be your second most reliable offensive player in terms of... Might be. He is. He has a skill where you know you can go to that and he's going to be able to score from it. Like Jeff Van Gundy was calling for that too at one point in the game where it's like, he's got just such a good touch. He's so strong. He's got the size advantage over basically anyone, including Aiden. Like... Aiden really, really a good non-factor player. non-factor tonight. He, he can get pushed around by Giannis. He can get pushed around by Brooke. Like, yeah. He got dominated. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Also, JVG is winning me over, by the way. Mark Jackson yeah. is absolute trash. But With JVG, all due respect. Yeah. No, Van no Gundy's, respect given. Mm, Van Gundy's having a really good series. And I, uh, I don't know. I don't really feel that way. You guys want to know a fun stat that I just saw on Twitter? Is it? It's not a thing. No, it's not at, at okay. all. Actually, it is kind of fun. Uh, this is from Dan Devine. Uh, Giannis is now averaging 31, 14 and a half, and four on 63.6% shooting through two finals games. And his team is plus four in his 75 minutes. Yeah, they have still- lost the 21 minutes he has sat by 27 points. It's People are going to keep making the, was it, 08 Cavs comps? And yeah, that's what it's been like. That's we're here. We're looking at Chris Mo Williams Middleton and saying, "Hey, maybe do more. Maybe, maybe match that energy a little bit." 
That's a oof. I, I can't even. I spicy. can't disagree. I can't even argue. I can't. Uh, honestly, that might be disrespectful to Mo. Let me see what his bo- his box scores <laughs> oh, were like in that geez. finals. If Mo, never oh, we are up, getting a spicy Mo tie. Mo uh, less than twelve uh, points in that finals. We are getting mad, Indian fellas. food tie tonight. Ty, maybe you know, uh, just just put one foot on this take and then revisit it after game three. I just got to see his his box. I said was, I was, was going to go full game three against was Brooklyn. Was it 07? Nah, it was 07. Oh, wait. Oh, what year was that? Books could do it like books shot-making Mo Williams right now. <laughs> Just a player like that would be useful. It was... Oh, wait. Ty, I really... I, you're digging in this deep to compare Chris to Cavs Mo Williams? He really is right now. Well, anyone else can talk. I mean, <laughs> oh, I've been trying to. I've been trying to fill point. air while Bodie were just clearly looking up stats here. <laughs> I mean, like, Rowan's gonna compare- be like, oh, fun stat, and it's not gonna be fun. And Ty's trying to compare Casmo Williams to Chris Middleton. I'm just here trying to have a podcast. It's okay. Ty's realizing that Mo Williams didn't play in the was not wasn't right on now. the finals team. <laughs> He's on the Bucks still. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. So Chris was uh, Drew Gooden. What a truly stunning moment <laughs> of podcasting that was. Thanks for joining us, everyone. I hope you enjoyed it. Mo was on the Cavs team that lost to Orlando when they used all the PEDs in the conference finals. That's my mistake. Um, what is going on? Multiple guys got suspended. That's not even an accusation. That's just something that happened. It's, oh, we're not talking about that. Like, okay, fine. <laughs> but just it's the fact that we are talking about that is what I'm wondering. What's going on? But the comparison on its face, even though it's not possible, still stands, right? Like Chris Middleton, it's it's LeBron supporting cast, and now that's turned into Giannis's supporting cast. Like Giannis is having these all-time performances in the finals, doing everything that he possibly can for his team to win, and his team is letting him down. Again, like I mentioned earlier, earlier, that's why we're mad. That's why we're disappointed. It's because we just we're seeing what Giannis can do, and he's just being let down. Like it's just it's unfortunate. It really is unfortunate. But uh, Adam, I know you wanted to talk. You were, we were getting into it before Ty went on his uh, Mo Williams uh, tirade about Brooke Lopez and sort of why isn't Brooke Lopez playing more? Where did you want to start with that? I mean, I'm going to sound like a broken record and like the world's biggest Brooke Lopez fan. Maybe I'm both of those things. I don't know. I, I still don't think there's any of it that's untrue. Much like game one, he's out there. Sure, they're getting they're getting them in switches, not anywhere near as often. You know, uh, they dropped early the books that worked, even when it wasn't switches. Drew to give Drew a bit of credit is that allowed? Yes, but very quickly. Defensively, much it's good much better. Game defensively, way better than Chris on that end. Sticking to Chris Paul, yes. You know, not getting stuck on screen, sticking to Chris Paul, making it tough. And when you can do that, then you're funneling him into Brook rather than giving him a clear runway to pull up before he gets to Brook, which is a crucial, crucial difference. And he was doing that. So in that case, you know, that's why Brook is only minus one. That's why Brook can be out there on the floor. And even offensively, again, there were good signs there. They just weren't going to him enough. 
pretty puzzling. Part of that is down to Drew then on the negative side of the ledger. Um, seven assists tonight, nine assists last time. I just, I don't know where they're coming from. How it's many them these are, giving the ball to I, I was going to say, it's, I, Chris had <laughs> just hand in this game to too. Yeah, it's, they're literally, yeah. they, they insert the ball to Giannis in the paint and Giannis scores. Because he's just not, Drew is not seeking out players. Like to Chris's credit, and this has happened in both games, he's the guy who will have his head up and he connects with Lobs or Brook much better than he does with Giannis. Um, but he has his head up. He'll see a mismatch for Brook in the post and he'll go and find it. Drew doesn't do that. Doesn't do it anywhere near enough. Doesn't just look and be like, you know what? Brook's got a little bit of space in there. He'll have some time, couple of steps, and he'll get a hook shot. They just it just wasn't enough of that. And I I really I don't understand how Bud is going this way. And really why? Why he's feeling the need to not have one of his best two-way players, one of the guys he can actually rely on on both sides out there, where there are other players who are out there that are a much greater problem. I actually, I don't think, I don't think he's not playing him because of Brooke. I think Drew being more of a combo guard than a true point guard manifests itself more than anything in. I feel like he just has so much trouble being effective driving the ball when Giannis and, and Brooke are both out there because the spacing isn't the same. And I don't think that's an unworkable situation. I, I think there's opportunities and, and plays and to be had and alley-oops to be had and everything else. I mean, the Suns are so much smaller when the Bucks play both of those guys. Drew should be able to get to the paint anywhere and there's going to be a lob, a cut. He's going to have space, something. Like, there's a benefit not to the lack of spacing, but to the fact that you're trading it for size. But I feel like Drew never looks comfortable, as comfortable at least, with those two guys both out there. So I do think that's part of it. Although, even without Brooke late, he wasn't all that much more useful. I, I do think that's some of the thing for Drew. I feel like he just has trouble when both of those guys are playing. But figure it that's out, man. Thing, it's not yeah, worth not playing Brooke. Figure it out. Exactly. They're good players. And how much, do you, like, how much at this point do you cater it for Drew, yeah. as opposed to just being like, well, we know what Brooke can do here, and we know if we just get him the ball there, what's there for us? And it's just like, it's they're, they're leaving food on the table. Remember, Giannis had the had the quote in was that the Net series, Heat series, series, wasn't it? Was it all Heat the way series. back in that? Don't play series? with our food. Don't play with mm, our food. Yeah, that was well. After let's the get sweep. back to talking about food because they're leaving food on the table and. Part of that is, without doubt, Brooke Lopez. Like it's it's really there for him. And even you look at the offensive rebounds, seven seven offensive rebound advantage on the Suns, and it could have been much greater. And when Brooke was out there, they were really getting a lot of joy. And when you've got Brooke and Giannis out there, throw Pat there as well. Like the Suns have no answer for that. And this is a night where if Brooke plays seven eight more minutes, which even is even PJ, on the low PJ side, was fine. Like mm, it's. PJ is PJ is useless late in games, honestly. True, true. PJ this is in the off- second half. I just had the numbers pulled up. Zero shots, one offensive rebound, one turnover. That was it in 15, 16 minutes. I, I actually thought half, PJ, PJ for most of tonight did a really good job on Devin Booker until Devin Booker started just draining trees yeah, left, right, and center, which, as we talked about, that's not what the percentages say he's going to do. He was doing it over like really good contests. That's just a top class shot maker making shots. 
that's tough. There's not a lot you can do about that. But the problem is this series has become a series that's being dictated by offense. The books don't have enough offense. And PJ Tucker late in games is a problem. And again, not entirely on him. There was a case late in the fourth, for example, where the books had a play that was pretty broken. And it involved Drew driving, not finding it. came out to Chris. Chris got it in the corner, went to drive. And instead of passing back to PJ, who's wide open the corner, it went back to Drew, who basically went through again, drive and nothing comes of it. Where it's like, got to have your head up. If PJ's on the floor and PJ's in the corner wide open, if you're not finding PJ, what are you doing? So Giannis plays 21-36 in the second half. That means he sat for, what, two minutes and 24 seconds? Yep. They were plus eight in his minutes, and they won the second half by one point. So they were minus seven in less than two and a half minutes that he sat in the second half. Brooke Lopez in the second half in 13 and a half minutes, plus three. See, these are some good stats we can get. He was game-wide second and plus-minus, and you wonder, oh, maybe the second half is a different story. It's better in the second half. He had a better plus-minus in the second half than the first half. Two for five from the field, four rebounds for Brook, one steal, two blocks, all in the second half. And it felt like he had more total blocks than he did. I agree, Adam. His presence was felt around the rim. We talked about the soft-switching and not letting the Suns just get whatever switch they wanted, making them score against the more optimal defensive setup. And the Bucks did that, and it worked. I mean, I, I've said at times, uh, definitely on Twitter, I said a lot on Twitter today, um, that I have no, no smoke for Bud. I agree on Lopez. Um, that would be the one thing. I'm not even that fired up about Teague Forbes anymore. Forbes only played tw- – oh, no, that was second half. Forbes didn't play as much. Forbes didn't play more. second half at all. He played 23 seconds. Sorry, okay. What I was looking end, at. end the game. Yeah, um, yeah. Almost honestly? As, honestly. Teague, Teague over was, Forbes. Teague over Forbes. Teague over Forbes. But Teague was, Teague was perfectly playable in the context of what the options the books have. You know, I thought Teague was really game, really locked in and engaged in his minutes. Didn't make a ton of bad decisions. Didn't get really cooked defensively i just I feel like the shots was the one like thing, devin booker but... hit a shot over him and people started tweeting about it it's like devin booker hit a shot over him what what is the big deal here he was there he contested it booker is bigger booker is better what's the it's just one of those things that people every time he's on the floor it's like oh you know he's terrible it's they're throwing it away now with teague i actually thought teague was he was really fine. quite he was impressive fine. given what we've come to expect and what you're asking of him forbes that's the not true jersey. i mean forbes he made his final three-pointer, the two before that. I don't think caught rim. I mean. they got. I can't believe they're still doing the play. The fucking play. It's an explicit pot. I'm sorry. I'm so sick of now. this play. I'm so sick of the play. I hate it so much. And they do it every time. And I know it's the core of a play. I don't care. The play sucks. Throw the play away. The I'm play sick. could be okay. I'm sick of watching this guy take off. It could be, it could be Forbes fine is, if it's Forbes a guy who can make the shot. Yeah, it's just it's a ridiculous it's a play. play. They keep getting good shots from it. The other direction, Ty. They're getting good shots from it. The guy it's, is missing them. He has to turn. Like just let him catch and shoot. That's what they're doing. No, not not the play. Do you remember now? He's do you remember sprinting the, the other direction. That That's made not me a good lose shot. my mind last time. Oh yeah, you're saying to let I, him catch and shoot. 
So he got a chance to catch and shoot. Wasn't on the move. And he decided to drive Listen, and then not drive and go. I don't want him to play. I don't want to go. I don't, I don't want him to play in the first place. But if he's going to I be agree. out there, just, just the, why can't he just be PJ? Just go stand over there. Don't move. Don't ever cross the arc ever. I don't know. I don't like the play. I don't like the shots that come from the play. He's <laughs> the twisting around. The he's player twisting is the problem. Around. It's a ridiculous play. I, I don't understand how it's not a travel either. I'm not usually a travel truther. He takes so many steps when he's going around. I honestly, I don't know. Ron, do you know what's going on? No, I have no idea. Honestly. So dribble hand off with Giannis. That's the play, yeah? Yeah, yes. yes. I, I just hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> I think I understand why you hate it is because it results in a lot of bricks. Yes. The problem is, is that with a normal good shooter, that's a good play. It's just not with Forbes. I understand your frustration because it, it leads to bad results. Well, it's just, I will I say like that. The, I don't like the optics. Can I, can I say this something that I thought about funny. on the last part and I bit my tongue and I regret it now? Sure. Well, I'm not done on the play yet. Well, this is re- related to the play. I wish they just kept 40-year-old Kyle Corver instead of sure. Frank Forbes. Oh, my you goodness. You could sell me on that. Like I just I don't get it. I didn't get it at the start of the season. This is something we, we might have. It might be the same result. Pod. It might be, but you've got a better shooter. I don't think Kyle Corver is not missing rim, like over oh, and over was. again. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe his the end of like his Bucks tenure was rough. Oh yeah, and what's Bryn Forbes? Rough. I have remember a tweet when, for Bryn Forbes was... that I'm I'm feeling good about. I've got a really good tweet. But I don't want him to see the court again to get to tweet it. That's that's <laughs> the place I'm at. I came up with it. I was like, oh, you know what? I'm a shot too late with this. He made his tree. I'm like, oh, I'll wait for the next one. Thankfully, he didn't come back in, but we'll see. I think I think the issue is for me, the dribble handoff is like too far from the arc. <laughs> <laughs> I just want just watch it. It's just a it looks ridiculous. I can't support it any longer. But if you're going to do it, run it for Chris. I've never understood why they refuse yeah, to run, run for shooting Chris. plays. They never do. It's, I'm sorry. That's the point I'm Ron sorry. and I are making, though. So they run for not Chris. that. Move closer. To the, it's, the only time they ever run shooter plays for Chris is, A, the same end of game play that now they can't even inbound the last couple of times they tried it, and, B, the most beautiful sidelines, out-of-bounds plays you'll ever see in, like, the middle of the second quarter. They're great at second They're quarter. They're so good. Like it's like, what, uh, why does this never translate? They anything they want in the second quarter of a timeout. They come out of a, a random second or third quarter timeout, and it's just like, I want to cry. The basketball is so, so beautiful. beautiful yeah. And then 20 straight minutes of just the worst, least create. I don't, I don't understand why play random is the point. I don't get it. I'm broken. I'm Rohan from the Nets series. I'm I'm fucking done. Like the the potential is right there. It's right there. You know what's there. incredible? You mentioned the play random, and obviously that's because it's gonna in live the pregame. forever on Bucks Twitter. No, we saw him say it again during the pregame. Show. Yeah. yeah, I asked, was this the same clip? And I actually, I it's I not. am not. Are you sure? Have you watched the two back to back? I'm not convinced. I'm pretty sure they're not because one of them, Thanasis, is wearing a jersey. One of them's a warm-up, I believe. That would do it. 
I believe. I could be wrong here. Someone pull the tape. Someone listening. Oh, I forgot we're not live. Someone listening tomorrow. I'm going to pull I, the tape. I had a conversation about this, which I thought was interesting. I'm reframed this for me in a way where I was like, you know what? Fair enough. Um, Brad Fisher on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Brad, Brad is pro play. My guy, Brad, we disagree on Bud. No, He's pro play the, random. The point he made is would you feel better if he said, don't be predictable? Yes, but that's why I it's can't important. defend that. That's and, why it's and important. And I said that's a subtle difference in language that I think is is important. But Brad's point, and I can't disprove it, is you know, but if Bud says play random, and if he's saying it like game to game like this, which is really the thing that startled me, it's not, I thought it was said once. Once I was like, that's weird. Twice I'm like, really? Is this the thing every game? But if it is, if it's at that level. Maybe it's a shorthand for the players. The players know what that means. I can't also, disprove we that. Just, we haven't seen any inside locker room button like any time in the, in the bud tenure. So we could, this, he could be saying this every game. It could just be could. pre-game. It's thing. also, as you say, it's so, it's tough because it's like, it's nonsense. It's all nothing. Like, unless the Monty Williams, Aiton. They're so was, good. Was it phenomenal. was so good. But unless you give, like he talked for, say 90 seconds there without really getting into anything basketball. So there's someone in the truck for ESPN who's like, we've got goals. We've got 90 seconds of the coach talking. There's nothing in it that we can't show because it's giving away strategy. Like unless a coach does that, you're getting really kind of grim, empty platitudes that I just wish they didn't, they wish they didn't show because it doesn't make any of us, you know, any more healthy mentally. And it doesn't put blood in any better light. Like, I don't know who benefits from those clips generally. Even just, you know, a random Tuesday in December where we get a timeout. And it's like, yeah, play harder, you know, play faster. Get back on defense. It's like, (laughs) who benefits from this? There's got to be a better way. My thing about play random is they don't even do it. Like, they never move off ball. Play random. Cut to the basket once. Drew Holiday was doing some pretty random stuff in this game where I was like, you know what? They I were, couldn't have predicted that you'd make that They were unpredictable season. like to each other on the court, but like I But I'm not even I'm this is not the me mad at bud podcast. Honestly, I almost find him in the point. I I the <laughs> I started you know he to drew up the play. I may, he draws it up every game at least twice. I've started to make bud faces unironically without trying to. That's how deep into Bucks basketball I am. I'll just I, what, I, what I'm observing here is that you are going through exactly what I went through during the Brooklyn series, yeah. which is why I think I'm more calm than you because I'm already broken. We're not like Chris and Drew. It's only one of us at once who's going to do this because we understand the dynamics of a winning team. Yep. It's infuriating. I said it wrong. I don't care. This My is, off night. This is quite something. <laughs> um, I don't even know. Pat almost had a game where I was going to yeah, tweet about, about retiring let's the talk jersey. About Pat did have a game. He just had a terrible 30 seconds at yeah. the worst possible time. But I, you can't blame him for that, given what he's done up until that point. It's like, yeah. how much more are you asking for from him? Um, the hustle was incredible. His shot yeah, man possessed on both ends of the floor. Yes. It was it was great. He was one of three players to show up for Milwaukee tonight, and they needed every single minute from him to even be within striking distance. 
in this game. Which again, why if you had one other player like sorta show up, like half ass show up, like that that would have worked too. But no. But Pat Connison, that was a great performance. Ty, if they somehow if they somehow come now? into this series, I might be here. Welcome. I mean, the way this guy has showed up at these times throughout this postseason run, it's absolutely magical. That that run sucked. I would have tweeted about the jersey if it wasn't the turnover on the pass to Chris. He never should have made, and then he compensates and he instantly for it. regretted. Oh yeah, he got a bad pass on that in the first place, though. To give him credit, he was put in a bad spot, and then he made it worse. He should have just shot, but then the next possession, he compensates, says, "Oh, I'm not going to do that again," and absolutely bricks a shot, but. The Bucks made nine threes. Pat made four. Nobody else made more than one. When did Elijah Bryant play? Eighteen oh. whole seconds. Right when? at the end of the game. Yeah. Was it at the end? Yeah. I assume so because I wasn't paying attention. Had to be. I didn't remember Forbes coming back in in the second half either because that would have got me. Mad. So it might have been at the end. And the I game. Think it was. The I think it was. Forbes played less than thirty seconds in the second half, so I'm pretty sure it was. Because I know Giannis checked out first. I think the other guys checked out after. Some guys were checked out from before opening tip. Mm-hmm. <sighs> These are my yeah. least favorite pods from a strategy perspective because it's like they do had better. a good strategy. Let's let's do talk better. about the strategy. Uh, I, let's talk yeah, about I agree strategy. with Rohan. I think the strategy is there. That's what I'm saying. I'm, that's what I mean. Like I don't I don't have it's a like great, we can't complain about the strategy. Yeah, is the thing. I don't have tips. So, like just do it better or just so not even. Uh, they did it better. Just no. I, just be better, make too, shots. guys. Yeah, yeah we make know what shots. You mean. Yeah. So they came out of the gates, and let's let's talk about the defense a bit. They came out of the gates, and they did not switch one through five, which they did in the uh, from the out- outset of game one. They came out, and they were starting to you know fight through screens, get back to their base defense, and to their credit, they were doing a great job at the outset of the game. Drew Holiday was especially fantastic. He was getting over screens. He was staying attached to Chris Paul, like you were mentioning earlier, Adam. It was a good defensive performance. Brooke Lopez was finding his spots. He was getting blocks. He was getting steals, like deflections. Like Giannis was getting superhuman blocks. Like it was it was a good defensive scheme. And that even carried out through the majority of the game. And even in the end of the game, like I mentioned earlier, they played prevent defense on Chris Paul. The strategy's there. Like Phoenix, how what did they score? 118 at the end? That kind of got a little out of hand because of the free throws and stuff like that. Devin Booker getting hot. But outside of that, like you did a decent job on the defensive end. I can't even think. 118 is fine, is, is the thing too. Like this what, is 118 with Mikhail Bridges putting up 27, 27 and Phoenix shooting you, 50%. I'm, like 50% with 20 made trees. You're like 118. And it's because the books bludgeoned them in the paint. 54-28, which again, great sign. You're going to need to keep doing that. And you're going to need more. That's why you're in this game. And that, that comes down to your paint defense is phenomenal. Now, the one thing I will say, going back to that first quarter, and this is the reason Bobby Portis didn't play again, and this is kind of unfair to spot Bud put him in, but when Teague first came in, I'm, uh, we I put this in our group chat and we talked about it at the time, but the problem with the changes Bud made in the first quarter, and it's also the reason why they finished that quarter up three points instead of up eight or nine points, is he took Drew out and he brought Teague in, and he took Brooke out and he brought Portis in. So your pick and roll defense that has been working so great, Gone. the two most fo- the two focal points of it, just pulled from the game and replaced by Teague and Bobby Portis. And Bobby, unfortunately, is the 
the representative of that. He played five minutes, he's minus five. And there you go. That's an eight-point lead coming out of the first quarter. If you don't do that, like, yeah, it's at the point you've got to do one of those things. Don't take the two guys out together and just completely decimate what had been working really well for you. And it's also, it's the thing that we talked about from game one. It's like, this this Suns team is so good and they have a lot of guys who can shoot where if you just give them a little bit of daylight and they start making shots, they may never look back from there and you're paying for it for the rest of the game. They just don't need those few minutes of confidence. But that was the thing for me because you could see, one, how good Brooke and Drew were working as a tandem. So the drop was working. When they were switching, it was working throughout the game, even late in game. When they were really targeting Pat, they got Pat a couple of times. Booker got him. But then after that, um, Pat and Drew were doing a great job of just fighting off the switch. Drew was just, I'm going to keep going. Pat was going to keep moving. And they weren't going to let the Suns get the switch. That's much easier to do with Pat than it is with Brooke to to avoid kind of the mismatch being forced upon you. But there's a lot there defensively that's good. 118 against a team like the Suns. As you said, Ty, who shot like they did with Mikhail Bridges shooting 27 points, that's not bad at all. Your problem is your offense. That's It's yep. the bottom line of the series so far. The defense wasn't as good in game one, but even then it wasn't your problem. The problem is your offense. You need to find more points. You need your, not your best player, because your best player is doing it, but your next best players need to step up and deliver some scoring because otherwise... There's nothing you can do. You can defend as well as you want, but against players of the caliber the Phoenix have, they're still going to find ways to score, as we saw in this game. Outside of the Lopez minutes, this really did feel like quietly a quite good Budenholzer game. Like Mm -hmm. making some of the more subtle adjustments to, I mean, it's not super subtle for coaching, but for, I think, you know, subtle from us watching perspective of like, the way they switched or didn't switch and how they fought harder on that kind of stuff. Like I felt like a lot of the right levers were pulled. Definitely need more Lopez, but this is the kind of thing where if they somehow lose a super tight game where Chris and Drew play well and everything else is the same, then maybe you're more upset about it. Not sure it matters at all. And then maybe it did because it was so tight, but I certainly agree. I mean, it's just hard to look at how they played with Lopez out there and think he should only play what did he play like the first 10 or so minutes of the game and they were up eight and he pulls out and then he only, only plays gets 15 minutes from then on. Yeah. Like it, just, it doesn't make any sense at all. Like don't want to use too many of his minutes early. We only have 16 of those left. Like, yeah, it's, that's, it's bad. That's objectively bad. He should clearly play more. And Jackson Frank tweeted, uh, Jackson Lopez is, keeps Jackson's getting benched the fourth quarter. The when in reality, PJ Tucker has been the much more problematic front court starter in this series. And that's true because PJ, you can actually look at his line and be like, oh, but PJ Sanders, that's a good offensive game. Seven points, three or five shooting. He had those seven points in like the first five minutes. Yeah. So he didn't score the rest of the game. Like, I, I genuinely think I'll go and check it, but I think it was his first five minutes. So then he goes 30 minutes scoreless when the books just need any points they can get. Like, he was doing a, a pretty good job, as good as anyone could do on Devin Booker for a lot of this game. Doesn't matter. You need the scoring. You need the scoring. You can't have Brooke on the bench and PJ took her out there. It just doesn't work. Shouts to our Blue Wire teammate, Jackson Frank. Check out the house that Hinky built, his 76ers podcast. But he had a tweet after or during or after game one, I think it was after, where the, the, the words was like, can't have Lopez out there because of all the mid-range jumpers he gives up. 
and it was the clip he shared was the Bucks small lineup, and I forget who it was, but someone just gets absolutely dusted, and it's an easy layup for the Suns. It's just like it's a pretty good point. Pretty good point. Like they give up points when Lopez isn't out there too. Um, the Giannis at five lineup to close is quite good. I think it's a fine lineup. I wouldn't mind seeing that lineup game to game. But you can still play that group and play Brook more than 28 minutes. It's the, the only problem with that lineup is you don't have a fifth player who's good. You don't have Tory Craig. That's definitely not what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, if Brid Forbes is good, that that Giannis at center lineup is Dante is a killer. Dante, if, truly if Dante is there and good. No, if he's there, he's it would it would be better. It would be better. <laughs> Dante, Dante on his good nights, that lineup is unstoppable. On his good nights, yeah, but we know. Look, look at Chris no, on his good nights and Drew yeah. on his good nights. You know, that's there's a similar problem at a lower level down the the food chain with Dante. You know, wherever the, rag, these the ragu sits on the food chain, just absolutely miss Dante. I still pining for Dante. Don't really want him back, but don't think he will be. Just. It's it's insane. That's it speaks to the roster, but that's not my job. That's John Horst's job. Uh, well, it's your job to speak on it. True, uh, but it also might be Masai's job in the future. Please, Masai. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know where I was going with that segue, to be completely honest. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's just inconsistency up and down the entire roster, except for Giannis and Brooke and... Pat, for the most part. Brooke had a truly awful layup attempt in this game. It wasn't mm-hmm. a great Brooke Lopez game. Oh, Offensively, yeah. I thought I, he was... I, rem- I remember what I was going to say. It was about the honest of the five lineups. Uh, what we were seeing late in that fourth quarter, though, is uh, they were getting beat on the boards on those lineups, and that's been yeah. the main problem with those lineups, is that when you get those mismatches that the Suns cause, like on defense, you just you get out-rebounded and... That's that's the main problem, which is why you can only play those in stretches like you were talking about, Ty. You need to see that game to game, but you can't see that for like extended, extended stretches throughout a game. Like you can't see that for an entire fourth quarter because you'll run into these problems, which is why maybe throw out your best rebounder and one of the best rebounders in the league in Brooke Lopez in terms of uh, team efficiency, because rebounding is more of a team statistic, whatever. Uh, I also feel like yeah. they're just not hustling enough on some of these 50-50 balls. It feels like, like Devin Booker got his own miss twice. Twice. There like, is there is something with that though, and there was one really late in the game where Chris Paul got a corner three. Yanis oh, waited move. to shoot it. Yanis yeah. can't move though, and then it's like someone sees him there, and they're like, "Oh, he's there, but he's not there. You've got to go and." And it's the least you can do for him is be yeah. like, "I've got to go and get that. I've got to cover." Him. But I saw it happen a couple of times this game where you're like, the other thing is. I, there was a playing game one, and there's one here as well, where it's like the ball is there for Giannis to get. He can't throw himself on the floor to go after a ball. Like, he just can't. He looks at it, and he knows he can't. So you're letting it go. So that's that's kind of a tricky thing that it's far from ideal, but there's been a few plays where I'm just, like, accepting it because Giannis can't do that. But his teammates need to be more attuned to we we are actually covering for him in certain circumstances He's doing such a phenomenal job that it doesn't feel like it. And it's very little you have to do. But what you do have to do is, you know, if he's giving help defense to you and his back's turned and all of a sudden the ball breaks loose and it goes to Chris Paul in the corner, you've got to be the guy to dart out there. I think it was Chris was the other guy there. And they both Uh. stood there 
And it's just like this is a bad defensive game for Chris too, was, which I, I think is yeah. is maybe important to flag up because Drew did his part defensively and, and then some. Like remember that play, um, the force to the jump ball with DeAndre Ayton that was pretty spectacular. Yeah, but just his defense was really there. Chris, you can't say that for obviously he's not Chase in Drew's down league a as a Booker? defender. Yeah, and just no one else is back. No one was there. No and one. Again, it's like we get Giannis can't be back for everything, but some of these other guys was Giannis even on the court. For I don't that know. Play? He might not have been. I'm not sure if he was. He takes a no, few. I don't think he he takes a few half courts off, and I get it. But that I don't think he did there. I think he was off the floor. Chris was again one of the guilty parties. There was just, like three guys who hadn't crossed half court, and just there were three sons there, and there was Drew Holiday, and one of them was Aiton down blocking. Yeah, like how was Aiton there before any other buck? He's huge because they gave up. They gave Bro- up on the Brooke play. beats Aiton down the floor whenever he wants to. It's like, crazy. It's so it's weird. It's like Aiton doesn't move anywhere at speed, like unless, you know. Unless he's got the ball and he's about to dunk. Unless he's got then... the ball or he's about to get the ball yeah. and he's within like People were saying DeAndre Aiton is the next David Robinson. Just look at this game. Like calm, calm your takes. Like, come on. It's 2.0 is actually what I heard. Um, I, I've seen some very spicy takes from Suns fans. But you know what? I'm not like, saying Aiton because yeah. – they're up, they're up 2 0 in the finals. You know, they deserve yeah. it. Feel also, good about yourself. Like 40% like, from the field, 10 points, 11 rebounds. Like, and he got dominated by Giannis. Like, come on. All we have to do, though, is look at how spicy ties got with the books down 0 2 and reverse that. Like, if Chris had the opposite of this game, if he was, if he was Mo Williams on the Cavs, even though that it was literally impossible. Well, who would he be if things are reversed? So I, I forgive some I forgive some sons kind of, you know, getting carried away because Yeah. I mean the it's the finals. Were Sun, it's it, the it finals. wasn't Suns fans saying that David Robinson thing. Also. No, no, but I've I've seen <laughs> other stuff. Don't worry. Yeah. I've seen Luke plenty. is still better. Just need Chris to play like he's six eight and also a great offensive player. So you need him to be Chris Middleton? Yes. With these yeah. rebounds, I. She's had really good rebounding games in the playoffs, and he's had good scoring around the basket games in the playoffs. This was not one of either. He's had, of those had games. just elite games in general yeah. in the playoffs. Like, but like just last like, week, literally yeah, that was two week. days ago. Two days he's ago, had, he had twenty nine. But I actually, I think I'm it's something we, we never said, which is worth saying because. We opened up with rightfully saying about Giannis, like Giannis having the best game of his career today. Chris Middleton has, on multiple occasions in these playoffs, had the best game of his career. Yeah. Now, maybe those games were all boiling down to single quarters, but given the stakes and given what the books needed and given what they got out of it. Say the same for Giannis. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That is actually true. Um, But yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's the Chris Milton experience, though. It is. And like, that's for just how polarizing a player he has become and unnecessarily so. It's like, I just think if everyone could just live in the middle ground, which if he could, you know, we'd really be set. But he kind of does because he. No, he averages. He out just kind of teeters either side of that is the thing. Yeah, like it's. And that is the definition of it. Like he's not, he's not average Joe role player where he's only going to score 15 a night, but he can do that regularly. That's not what he is. He's a level above that, but he's not, 
he's not Giannis, he's not Chris Paul, he's not Devin Booker. You want to go around the league, like there's a lot of players that he's not. I know, I know it's not fun, but it's kind of that is excruciating. It's the truth of it. But that doesn't mean that he won't have one of those games in game three and game four. Like, no, I know. The books are going to need him to. The books need a lot. I mean, anyone listening going to game three or game four, be as loud as you've ever been in your life. This team needs everything anyone can give them right now. Everything. Um, All the pressure you can put on the refs. Because although Giannis like was undeniably getting fouled and he was getting the free throws because there's just no way you could say he wasn't getting fouled tonight. And Chris, for, for everything we're saying, Chris up. is not getting any calls. And that no. that is really tough. And Literally has not shot a free throw yet this series. This is the kind of game where a couple of free throws could have unlocked something or a couple of trips kind of in quick succession. He has, He's not getting anything. It's... It's pretty crazy, but it's the case. So I think if you're going to game three, you got to bring the noise. Because who's the who's the ref who hates Chris Paul? Is it Foster? It's Foster, yeah. and he was there tonight. Was he? No, I yeah. thought it was. No, it was he's Zarba game, and he's in one of the Milwaukee games. Zarba and brothers were the two. I oh recognized. yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Yep. I think Scott Foster's game three though. We need him. Jesus. This is where we're that, at. I Tally, can't believe the um, I cannot believe the words we need him referring to Scott Foster were just uttered. Adam said, well, we need everything we can get. I was talking about the fans getting into the game and just dialing the pressure up a little bit. I wasn't like, please. This is an all time Tywindish podcast. This is <laughs> This is an all-time. He's trying to rival by Game Three against Brooklyn right they now. They could have used him tonight. That's all I'm saying. Could <laughs> you, Scott Foster? My goodness, <laughs> I don't know what is happening right now. Um, I don't even know where to go from there. We need Scott Foster. Like we're not down that bad. No. Like this is. Can we just like backtrack a little bit? To where we were before the game, we had this exact conversation. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is a tough loss. It's a painful loss because Giannis played as well as he did. But Giannis played as well as he did. Like, the Suns have got nothing for him. Nothing yeah. for him. My biggest concern is how he's going to be feeling a couple of days now because he took multiple bangs. He was down quite a few times. Can we talk a little bit about Chris Paul and that charge, which I just hate? And honestly, then Tory Craig comes up trying to take a charge. He gets injured because, you know, Giannis goes full force. It's like, why are those kind of plays still a thing? I said this on Twitter. I'm not banned the charge guy, but Uh, there are certain circumstances where it's being incentivized, where it's just like, it's not worth it. Certain circumstances when you're playing against Giannis. The challenge should have been um, when campaign crashed into Brooke. Because oh, yeah. it was it was oh, an eight point maybe, game at that yeah. at that time. You win that challenge, which you would have go down the other end and score two possession game. Like you had all the momentum. You don't challenge it. The Sun score. It's back to double digits. That was the challenge. And or maybe when uh, uh, Devin Booker followed his three point miss and traveled, then set an illegal screen to give him Mikael Bridges corners three. Maybe we do need Scott Foster. No, 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 no. I take it back. I take it back. I take it back. They need to go and take care of business at home. 
Like it's not Im- yeah. it's not impossible. That's not too much of an ask. They're- I didn't say they're out of the series. I'm no, just down bad. No, I know you're down bad. I'm trying to help. I'm trying to talk you back That's, up here. This yeah. is this is what we're here for, right? So this is an intervention, and we're gonna help you out of this time. We're gonna get you back to believing in the books, which you'd come to do. I don't know why. <laughs> Where was you, my you- intervention? Yours? What you're doing all right. I think he I've seen you much worse. Couple, couple basically... I think I think he's referring to then. Yeah. Well, there were oh, there well, weren't numbers. There weren't numbers on that pod. You exactly. can't do a one on one. I was on my own, and I was can't just do like, that. "What? What can I do here? <laughs> what am I a part of?" I was on the poster. Is basically what happened. I was I was on your poster. Um, you may have been crying while dunking it in, but I was on the poster. But they just they need to win two games at home. Have we all broken on the pod except Adam now? I br- I broke the last game when Bruno Forbes took that shot. Oh That's yeah, as much as I'm gonna break. But and I, I think Jordan uh, after the after the game four against Atlanta, I think Jordan was for Jordan standards pretty. <laughs> That's the Giannis injury. Yeah, Omar I was not. Yeah. yeah, and also I think we had one about like the ghosts of Bucks playoff failures past or something, and I think it was. Me, one of you two, and Jordan. And Jordan was like really leading into that. Oh my God, this is rough. <laughs> Jordan's been on some tough post game pods. Yeah, he's he's bad luck. It's <laughs> it's good when he goes to games. It's it's bad when he can be on podcasts. I mean, he's That's, not here. They still yeah, I was just, so. yeah. yeah, I know, I know. I was going to defend that. And he is going to a game soon, so hopefully he brings some luck. Um, I I do just think there's still plenty here. Yeah, like I, the, I know, I know how annoying a lot of people will find that to hear me say that. But I do, in spite of everything, there's a lot here for the books. Yeah, just actually got to take advantage of it. You guys have got to play on the table, like the championship is there and up for grabs because it still is. But one more game where you don't take care of it and it's gone. Yeah, I mean, this is people. We had the must-win conversation before the podcast. Got two in a row now. I mean, no one's come back from 3-0. Teams have come back from 3-1. I wouldn't love the Bucks' chances. Now we're here. We are must-win territory in the NBA Finals. They've been here before this playoffs. They can do it. I don't know if I believe Bucks in seven anymore. I it should. Bucks in six that you weren't backing down from a few well, hours ago. So that's It depended on this game. It depended on this game. So wouldn't that shift to Bucks and seven then? No, he doesn't believe that either. Yeah, well, did you the the game that we saw? <laughs> you asked me, did I see the game? Was that the question? Oh, I was going to, and then I didn't. And I just no, said the game I, that I, we I saw. I said it earlier. I, I haven't it. changed. I I've said it earlier. Nothing about my prediction will change until game three. It's that's what decides it. That, that is too, always, but I didn't. It has always it. been the case. Well, I when I say things, I mean them, right? It's, Jeff Teague game. It happened. It did. This is incredible. This is is absolutely uh, incredible. I think the way to put this is, uh, if we want to use food metaphors, there's there's plenty of food left on the table for Milwaukee. The question is, are all of them hungry enough to finish it? Well, there's one thing that we should touch on because I don't think Tori Craig's coming back anytime soon. Hmm. Yeah, Suns are running out of guys. Suns are running out of front court guys. And 
The books got Crowder and Aiton in toughish spots, but just couldn't get any more fouls laid on. But they attacked them. Well, they, Giannis attacked them in the right way. And if he can continue to do that, there's a lot of joy there. Like resistance is going to be less and less. Like we're going to see more and more. He only played one minute. I felt like he was on the court for ages, Frank Kaminsky. His face just kept being there. I don't know why in one minute you have to show Frank Kaminsky's face that many times. They did. Um, but Giannis is kind of getting looks at like Abdul Nader now. <sighs> this is the NBA Finals. So That's something to, you know, feel good about his chances. I think given how he played tonight, Giannis can cope with Abdul Nader. Let's hope so. I mean, he should. He should be able to. I'm surprised Cam like Johnson young. didn't play more, honestly. 18 minutes for him. He's such a good shooter. I know defensively so not the good. best, but I think he's I can't he believe play he's more. actually good. That's unfortunate. Yeah. So we who are. the heck is Tyshawn Alexander? No who idea. Who is that? Also, I'm sure he's a two-way like guy. The, the Suns have an open roster spot, by the way. I don't know why. I'm not I that jazz. I mean, could have Brandon Knight, franchise legend. I'm sure they'd love to. You know what I'm jealous of? Looking at a box score here and looking at guys who don't play. Eton Moore and Langston Galloway. (laughs) I'd really like either of those guys on the books bench. That would make a big, big difference. Talk about two very capable combo guards. You know, can they work out a deal? Can they land this one? (laughs) Ty, didn't we talk early in the season about Langston Galloway as a potential trade target? Yeah. He's fine. Now he's riding the bench as they're... The most the pirate name in the NBA. I don't know why, but every time I see the name, I just pirate. think pirate. Like it's the way. It's the way ending on the last name. I don't know. Just always something. It's I've not thought. the wildest thing you've come out with on this episode, so I'm not going to fight it. Really it's isn't. No. Nope. <laughs> I'm well aware. Ty, do you have something to wrap us up with here? Ah. Uh. Don't tempt him. I was going to say, you go I a lot of different directions. Milk here. as much as we can. <laughs> Any other plays that you want to talk about or get off your, your chest? Yeah. I like them to cut more. That's not <laughs> really right. a play. I don't think it's I have a play, any specific plays. No, you don't want to just get so fired up about some double drag actions or anything? No, he's actually not going to get fired up. He is exhausted by this. So <laughs> yeah. People can't see it. But yeah. I, I actually haven't seen Titus drained on a podcast this postseason. And, and this is yeah, actually, this is a relative, we're, we're wrapping up right before midnight here. It's not the time. It's I slept well. It yeah. was the Bucks basketball that did it. You exerted uh, a lot of energy in the last, you know, welcome. hour of this podcast. Yeah. So, yeah, welcome to the experience, Ty. I'm surprised you haven't been here already, but welcome. Uh, if we're talking about Ty, Ty's energy levels here, we should probably end this. Uh, <laughs> say thank you for listening to this episode of the Eurostep Podcast Network here on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. If you did enjoy the show, make sure you leave a five star review so we can read them out on the pod here. I'm just going to interrupt you briefly. Winning six mailbag, I think, recording tomorrow. Continue, Ooh. Jordan. Or continue, Rohan. Oh, Jordan wow. and I will be doing that. You can send us questions. To, the call will go out in the morning. Another thing I'm upset about. Oh, no. I'm sorry, we Rohan. I should have we don't have a new Apple review to read. So, like oh. Rohan said, folks, go leave the reviews. 
Talk about anything. Hit or miss tie. Maybe now not also, ties game two performance. Now uh, hit or miss. That's <laughs> I don't, you know, I'm mad at Chris because he reminds me of me at the end of the day. But wow. but yeah, leave some more Apple reviews, folks. We we thrive on those. Yeah. I mean, like, shout out to my old coworker Danica for saying, like, yeah, the Bucks and Five. Like, that's the sort of reviews we're getting. Wait, did we did we get a new one that I missed? No, no, no. This oh. was a text. I mean, oh, just like they right. like I, I love the pods but like bucks and i mean sons and five i should say <laughs> it was not bucks and five, it was oh, sons and five. oh that's less fun yeah yeah uh but uh yeah make sure you leave a five-star review so we can read those out on the pod and it also makes us feel better help us out here again adam great shout out winning six mailbag coming soon look for the tweet asking for questions so you you know you guys can get involved with that with adam and jordan uh, otherwise, we here as a Eurostep Win and Six collab will be back with you after game three. I almost said game five for some reason. Game three of this finals uh, on Sunday. Tips off an uh, hour earlier. Yes, I know. Very exciting. Seven o'clock for the only time this series. It is tipping at seven central. Uh, but yeah, we will talk to you then. Stay safe, everyone. Go Bucks! It's less uh, jovial. Go Giannis! Go Giannis! Go, go All-time all performance. Go all time Like Yes. Legendary performance. Love the play. Best finals game from a Buck ever in terms of scoring. 21st all-time in finals scoring. Do you guys know that? No. Wow. Not now. Yeah, that's a fun stat I found. But yeah, uh, I, I should have brought that up earlier instead of like the final seconds. But go Pat! <laughs> Yeah, go Pat. Just go go box, sure, why not? Uh, we'll talk to you after game three. Bye. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash blue wire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.